Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespokelahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig's Fly Shop out of Oklahoma City. Bespokelahoma! Welcome to this evening's episode <laughs> of... I've been trying to figure out new ways that I can uh, drag it in, so there you go. Uh, welcome to this evening's episode of Bespokelahoma, broadcasting live out of Traditions Leathercraft Studio, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200. Casey has got some absolutely gorgeous really neat sides of leather in this week uh he has got elephant print cowhide sides 20 to 24 square feet a piece uh says check it out if you want that expensive look without having to i personally think that the the elephant style print is just a really pretty really pretty leather also which i may have to get some of this stuff he has gotten in an entire stock of metallic sides perfect for fringe on shaps i do tons of uh gold i really like the gold fringe on purses uh including nine colors blue gold silver copper red turquoise uh green purple uh all sorts to choose from from there um and he says for even for five bucks he will mail a sample ring uh so you can see them up close and personal um there's a class going on this evening which if you're listening you are more than likely too late for um but a custom pocket knife sheath class this evening this weekend this saturday march 26th uh from 10 o'clock in the morning to 3 p.m. an almost round bag. Uh, our friends uh, Alan and Dee Cope of 1019 Leather will take a pattern from Diesel Punk and teach each student how to make their own really cool bag. Uh, and I tell you what, Dee and Alan do a lot of really cool Diesel Punk patterns. Um, all materials will be provided for just $65 to make your very own bag. Class space is limited to six students and you must prepay. And also a reminder, oh gosh, the dates are escaping me. April, we've got Jim Linnell from Track Studio. April um, 2nd and 3rd, I believe. That's what I was thinking was April 2nd and 3rd. So he's going to be teaching uh, figure carving of to scissor tail flycatcher, right? Yep, scissor tail flycatcher. Uh, that class is limited to 200 students, and I believe the price on that is $200 payable to the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail <laughs> Leather Guild. How many students? 12. Not 200. <laughs> no, the price is 200. Yeah, you said it's limited, limited to 200 students. 200. Everybody that you know can be no <laughs> 12 <laughs> students two hundred dollars per student payable to the guild that is uh the total of my spiel i will say one more thing um keep in mind i know it's a ways off uh but they are doing the second uh leather crafter swap meet in september mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try to make that a biannual shindig one thing i want to throw out there um for the leather workers listening uh if you have if you plan on going to sheridan this year you might be too late to get a place to stay there um really yeah i know a couple of weeks ago when i there was one night that i uh I couldn't sleep, so I was like, I, I was thinking about the Sheridan trip and driving up there and everything. I was like, I'm going to see, I, I was getting that budget fixed for the trip, and I was like, I'm just going to see how much a hotel costs, and I kept clicking on the nicer ones, and they were completely full, and I was like, oh, no. So, at like, 2 o'clock in the morning, one night, I rented a, <laughs> a hotel room that wasn't the best, 
but it's not the worst there in Sheridan. It'll do. Yeah, it, it'll it'll do. So if y'all if you're planning on going, uh, let me know and we can meet up up there. Also, hurry up, get your hotel quickly. Uh, they haven't dropped the classes yet. Uh, if they if I find out that they drop the classes between now and the next episode, I'll share it on the next episode. But they're kind of dragging their feet on the the classes, and it's kind of making me mad but uh yeah when is sheridan <clears throat> may i'm about to pull my calendar up i should have this ready <clears throat> it will be april 20th through the 22nd okay perfect did i say may or april may may all right is that all yours? That's all mine, I think. I think I am good to go. I'm excited to hear about our guest this evening. I know. She makes some really cool stuff. So, without further ado, tonight we have Sarah Turner of Tenderfoot Village. How are you doing tonight, mm-hmm. Sarah? I'm fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> so... What are these cute little creatures that you make, and what do you make them out of? And how, or how did you get started in it? <clears throat> okay, so I make gnomes and whim- whimsical characters, and um, they are made out of everything cheap. <laughs> They're made out of pool noodles and Dollar Tree, do- yeah, dollar store items, um, just anything very, very inexpensive. <clears throat> and um, I just the, the way that I got started with it was um, several years back. I, I've, I've been a crafty person for, I guess, all my life. I've always done, loved to do crafts. And uh, like YouTube, you know, we can all get lost in YouTube, right? <laughs> um, and so I was looking for something to do to kind of um, have a hobby. Um, I was really lonely. Um, my husband is past military and we've moved around a, a lot. And we had just moved to Oklahoma and I just was looking for something to do and maybe meet people or like sell stuff you know locally so I was like okay what can I do and I had stumbled across this person who had made a Dollar Tree um, sock gnome and it it was I mean it just it kind of looked like it came from the Dollar Tree and I thought man I think I could make one of those and make it look like it didn't come from the Dollar Tree, like real nice. And Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I was like, let me try. And so I did. And I probably made in a couple months, I probably made 75 to 100 and something. And my fingers were so sore that first year. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) That was a good craft. Okay, let's do the next thing, you know. And, uh, And so then come next uh the next the following like really it started in september people were like are you gonna make more of those gnomes are you gonna make more of that stuff or whatever i want to buy one for me and five thousand other of my friends or whatever and i was like (laughs) oh my gosh here we go and so i started making them again and i thought you know what rather than me make them and just kill myself why don't i try and like do a video like this person did and teach other people how to make them because I don't want to keep making them. And so I did that. And that was in, I think, 2018. And that video now has 1.3 million views. And so that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. But that's, that's kind of where it all started, really. And then people started asking questions about, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I just started making videos to answer it. So See, and I'll be, I'll be totally honest. After I talked to you on the phone, I went down the rabbit hole of your YouTube videos. <laughs> oh. Well, because, because, and, and I'll, I, I don't know. I, so I'm part of, okay, this is going to sound terrible. I am part of a craft shaming page on Facebook. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Well, but the thing is, is members even sometimes post their own crafts. Cause let's be honest, sure. like we all make wow, some funky yeah. stuff. Um, but a lot of this shaming is like you said, kind of dollar tree looking dollar tree crafts. Yes. And so you had said that you had that YouTube video that had 1.3 million views. And I was like, I gotta see this. It's not even and, good. 
<laughs> no, it is so good though. It is so good. Like, because you go from having a sock and some rice to really honestly just the cutest little thing. Aww. And and I, like I said, I went out around, I don't even know how many of your videos I watched <laughs> because you do a phenomenal job of Aww. of really making little features and kind of their own little personalities. They're really super fun. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I so I, I've had a lot of fun watching. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've even like I've even tried to figure out like what elements I've you do your beards. And I'll let you go into to how you do everything, but I'm I'm like trying to figure out how I can follow one of your tutorials, but do it like with leather work and like hides and stuff. So um, yeah, so so tell us about about that. Continue on. Um, So I just I've had so much fun with your stuff. I'm so glad. You know, and to be honest with you, I never would have kept doing it. I was actually just going to do one known video and then do all my other crafts. Cause like I said, I'm a crafty person and I love, I'm ADD too. So I have to constantly be changing. I get bored if I stick with the same thing for too long. And so that's one of the reasons why I love being a maker is that I can, and, and I love art because I can shift when I get bored. And so anyway, my goal was to just do that one video and then be like, okay, here's my, I'm going to do some peg dolls and I'm going to make a wreath and, you know, I'm going to do all these other things that you guys are just going to want to follow. <laughs> and that is not what happened. People were like, <laughs> they, it was boring to them. They didn't want the peg dolls or anything, but they kept asking about the gnomes. And so they asked me, you know, well, how do you do your beard to make it look real full? And I was like, well, let me make a video for that. And it just started going from there. And um, my goal was always to make it affordable because me as a maker, I want to make something that doesn't cost me a lot so that my profit is high and I can either go spend it all on more supplies to make a whole bunch more, which is usually what I do, or, um, <laughs> yeah. or, sa- or save it, you know, put it back into my business. And so I, I think that way with other people. And I'm also one of those kind of people where when I learn something, I can't hold it in. I'm not, I'm not good at surprises. If, if I was going to surprise my husband, it would not happen. I just, I have to tell him immediately. And so, um, but I'm, I'm one of those people where when I learn something, I want to share. Um, and so that was my goal. And then, like I said, my other goal was if I'm going to share this, I want it to be as affordable as possible. So these people can make a quality gift or, uh, or something they can sell these themselves at craft fairs or gift them and feel proud of them. You know what I mean? And so anyway, that's, that's just kind of how it all started. And then um, fast forward, I just kept putting these videos out and people kept asking, like I said, all these questions. And then one day somebody asked me, well, I love your like, oh, I'm sorry, let me back up. I actually was one of the first people, the first makers to make a standing gnome. And this is before all gnomes hit the stores hard. This was before all that. But I'm, I, I, I wanted to learn how to make a gnome that could not only be like the sock gnome, like the heavy, you know, gnome, I wanted something that could stand and be decorative. And so I was like, okay, let me figure out how to make it stand. And it took me about two months and I nailed it and, and figured it out with really cheap items. So I made that video and then people were asking about a pattern. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how, what, what, how do you make a pattern (laughs) (laughs) to figure that out? Um, and then in um, January of, I, I actually, I think it was in 2019, tw- 2019 or 2020, I listed my first pattern on Etsy and they just sell all the time now. So that's been really cool. But yeah. So that was something mm-hmm. that I was super impressed with when I watched your videos was I actually watched one of your standing gnomes it was a girl with like pigtails and like a red white and blue kind of outfit on hair messy haired girl (laughs) yes and that's that's what I don't know I got tickled like I'm telling my husband like all about them (laughs) like look at these things they are so cool because like the way that you just I don't know the the creativeness and the inventiveness of the the materials that you use like for her arms and legs you used like 
old hair. school hair curlers. Hair roll, bendy hair rollers. Yeah, bendy <laughs> hair rollers. So, so what is what is the process that you go through to kind of figure out the materials that are going to work? Um, really, it's it's a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, I've got a lot of unfinished parts in my craft room that just sit and stare at me waiting for their turn. Um, but it's, it's, so I, you know, I try to think like, okay, the bendy hair rollers, the reason that was appealing to me was because they're, they bend like an arm and I thought, well, man, I can wrap that. And then, um, the wooden dowels for the legs, obviously you need a sturdy surf, you know, sturdy support, but let me tell you. The, I got to give credit really quick because the, the way, so when I first started doing this, um, for me, everything was still, even though I was making something three-dimensional, I, I still had a two-dimensional mindset, okay? But I took this class at TCC in Tulsa, and I had this teacher that was a 3D design fundamentals teacher. So your basic 3D design. And she changed my life. And I forever will be grateful for her because she just, she made it so enjoyable and easy to understand how to change from two-dimensional to three-dimensional. So it helped me see things when I'm out. I see I, everything I see differently now when I look Those at are parts. legs. Those are hands. That could be yep. a head. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. So I got to give her Ellen. No, I'm sorry. Ellen, Erin Rapley is who it was, but that amazing teacher. So thank you, Erin. If you ever hear this, I hope so. So I'm, I'm sure that that helped with your pattern creation as well then. Oh, 100%. Um, as a matter of fact, it was about the same time that I was taking that class. And so I was learning how to make those lines and we were, you know, we're making boxes and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So yes, 100% helped me uh, make the patterns and change my life. And so I started it started kind of picking up pace. It was crazy. I was starting to kind of have to uh, answer questions a lot more quickly and put more videos out. And then I, I created a little Facebook group um, and I just made it public so anybody could find it. And I would start to go live in there as well as having, and then I would give like a free pattern piece in the Facebook group. And I mean, people were joining left and right. And, um, it was amazing but i so i and then so the the coolest thing so of course I, I the pattern thing started because someone wanted to know my pattern they wanted my pattern for my hat well then people were saying well i i can't find the supplies i i can't you know, and then COVID is hitting at the same time so it's really limiting them but they're like i can't find the supplies to do this and i was like well maybe i could make a kit so i made my very first kits in um April of 2020, I think it was, and I could only do 16. I mean, it was just me and I didn't even have a clue, you know, made 16 kits and they sold out in 15, in 15 minutes or, or less than an hour. Oh it was less gosh. than an hour. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. And so, um, I just was, and this was something that you just started for fun. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is what's so much fun about this story. It's like, I just I'm needed something and to do. And yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Fit. And now you have so cool. a viral YouTube video oh. and sell kits for gnomes. I mean, it's just such a yeah. cool story. I, I really like this one. And a membership club. Yeah, I've got a membership club now and I've got a, a really strong uh, following and it's just, it's been an amazing journey. So what does the membership club, because we talked a little bit about it, but I didn't really mm -hmm. ask when I talked to you, what does the membership club entail and like, kind of has it been more work for you just tell us about the membership Ooh. club a little bit okay i will um so i i love the membership club I, that was the best decision that i ever made 100 percent, hands down so one of the things well so the membership club came out of i actually had uh some I had someone who had copied some of my content and they had been successful doing something very similar. 
And then someone approached me and said, I should think about doing a membership club. And I had, I had thought about it a little bit, at, but I was just like, man, that's a lot of responsibility. I'm going to have to you show up You have to have consistency. Regularly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to be organized and have a schedule and uh, have ideas, <laughs> you know, that don't run out. <laughs> And so, and uh, to be honest with you, um, so I, I've never been like super self-confident. So the whole time while I'm thinking, yeah, I could, I could do this membership club thing. I'm thinking, well, when are the ideas going to run out? What happens when, when I don't have any more ideas? And, you know, I just, I just have never, like I said, been real super self-confident in that. And so, but they just kept coming. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, so the membership club, um, the way it works is people sign up and then they get access to the past classes that I've done and all my past patterns. And then I go live and do a new, either big project, like a, a if it's a bigger gnome or a bigger creation, um, then we work on that throughout the month and finish it at the end of the month. Or we do a couple of small projects in the month. And then I always, I like to do a giveaway at the end of the month because, you know, these people are given to me and they're, they put their trust and faith in me and they show up and I want to show up and give back to them. And so I do that. Um, but it's just, it's been amazing. So right now we've actually shifted. Um, I was doing the, the, pool noodle body and a cone body for a really long time. And I kind of was feeling the burnout. Um, so in the end of this last year, it had gotten to the point it's gnome, gnomes are very, they're very popular now. They're very saturated. They're very back, you know, in the, in front of everybody right now. And so for me, the competition of very skilled crafters is they're popping up more and more and more which is perfectly fine and wonderful but i started right. to feel like you know if this person's giving this away for free how can i make sure that these people are still getting value um in my my membership and so i had to kind of rethink and so now i'm doing soft sculpture gnomes i'm kind of incorporating that into what we're doing so the faces are like 1980s made from pantyhose and pillow stuffing and they are doing amazing and they love it and i'm so thankful i was actually so the pantyhose and pillow stuffing is that the last <laughs> one that you posted uh the most the recent girl? one no, no, no. You posted one on Facebook. It was a class and one had eyes and one didn't have eyes. Yes. That, so that is class, that the soft sculpting? Yeah, yes, it is 100%. And that class was me answering. I kept seeing once we started, once we kind of started shifting to the soft sculpted uh, gnomes, I started seeing all of these people asking, where can they learn this? Because all you could find on YouTube are people that either only they speak Russian or they're um, in Spain, so Spanish, but in Spain. Um, and so like there, it's just, it's difficult to learn that way, um, even for a visual learner, you know? And so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna make a class that shows this. And I just checked right before we got on and I've had 293 people sign up for that class already. And it's only oh been gosh. up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been amazing. Mm. And I got a bunch of memberships off of it too, which has been really cool. I I had originally saw your uh, Instagram and your Facebook pages, and it didn't register register to me register what they were at first. And then mm -hmm. right before we all got on, you sent me a picture of the one you're working on. <laughs> yeah, and it brought back a childhood memory. Like mm -hmm. I I don't remember which relative had it. But I remembered it being made of pantyhose, but I don't. I, I don't. Remember <laughs> I hope it was a good memory. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was. It, it's just a, a memory where I remember seeing a, a little doll, and it had yeah. like a, a, like a, a little house on the prairie prairie dress, mm -hmm. and it had a face like. Not exactly like the one you sent me, but it was similar. Not in, I remembered it, but I don't remember who had it. So <laughs> I, I had to ask. Wow. <laughs> but that yeah, was a long I, time ago. So 
I'm really enjoying. So, so you were saying about the, you were asking me about the pantyhose and pillow stuffing, I think, right? What mm -hmm. were you going to ask me? <laughs> I didn't. Well, I, <clears throat> I was just asking if uh, those, cause I had seen a lot of the videos that I watched on your YouTube were the sock and the rice. And mm -hmm. I thought it was so clever how you molded and put blush on the nose. Like that whole part was super cute. And then I saw this one on your Facebook and it was just like a whole face, but it was, I, I thought surely that's not, uh, that's not a sock and rice this time. So yeah, that's okay. all I was asking was that, was yeah. that face, the, the soft mold. So did you teach yourself how to do it off of Russian YouTube videos then? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep, and and, like, and Spanish. Yeah, um, you're like I can figure this out. <laughs> I can. I I'm I am just I'm such a visual learner, and I'm like I'm really involved. I so I'm really involved in the deaf community, and and I feel like that even helps me with the whole visual. Like it just adds to that. It helps it make sense a lot more. Like just to turn off the volume and just watch. And I mean, I may have to rewind to 50 million times and I spend a lot of hours on it, but you know, I don't mind. I like spending the hours on it and then saying, you guys don't have to, I can just show you and I can kind of give you suggestions on how to kind of go your own way if you'd like. Um, and I just love it. I, I love it. It is, it is amazing to me. So. And so you so said cute. with your makers, they are so stinking cute. <laughs> so, so you said with your makers club, you're doing either one big project a month or mm -hmm. like a couple of small ones. So is that like with the membership, does that include like videos, patterns? What all does the membership offer? Yeah. So, so the way that it works is when they join, they, I have a Facebook uh, group, a private Facebook group that's just for members. And it has a guides tab. And in that guides tab, it has all the um, past classes. And it has their accompanying pattern or whatever to go along with them if they have okay. not every single one has that. And so they can scroll through and click if they and find the one they want to do. Um, and then I try to keep the newer ones that we're changing to, to, to the top so they can at least have an idea of where those are. Um, but they get access to all of that. And then I go live in some way every week on Thursday. Okay. So I, I kind of created that um, trust there so they know that they can depend on me to go live on Thursday. Um, they just know that they can show up at that time. So. Well, I tell you what, like I said, I am just absolutely smitten. And I know I texted you this. They are just the most delightful little creatures. Thank you. So to whatever extent you're willing, tell us a little bit about, and, and I think everybody needs to go watch some of these YouTube videos. Because like I said, it's amazing the the materials that you use to create what you've got but tell us a little bit about some of those materials and some of maybe i'd love to hear about some of your favorite like aha moments in okay figuring stuff out okay so my the materials uh are are obviously i try to do it as affordably as possible a lot of times they're vintage or found items um or i try to source them as affordably as i can so like i said i'll hit the dollar tree and try to see how i can use the heart-shaped whatever from valentine's day or um i'll go to joann's and i'll see their they have those really long socks that are in the checkout lane and mm -hmm. they usually mark them down right after what like valentine's day so you got the red and the black or the green and the black for saint patrick so i'll grab those knowing I can use those for a witch for Halloween or something like that, you know? Um, but I do, I use a lot of socks. Even now that I'm kind of shifting, I still use the sock. I love socks. I'm, I'm such a sock <laughs> hoarder. It's hilarious. I, and I actually got rid of my socks once already. I've got this major bin in my room. I'm actually looking at it right now thinking I need to do it again. But um, <laughs> I got rid of a whole bunch of them thinking, okay, I'm not going to do socks anymore. And then within a couple of weeks, I was like, no, I need, I need my socks. Um, more socks. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, aha moments, man, they happen all the time. And I think it just comes from playing. 
like I, I, I don't have like one. I mean, it happens all the time. I love going through the process of making them because every single one of them is different. Every one. And some have made it with felt, you know, felt sheets, their pants and everything are felt. And I just, I love like, oh, changing this little thing or snipping the beard or the faux fur in this way ch totally changes up or, or maybe that can be used as eyebrows. And it's just play. Allowing yourself to play is when I have the, the best aha moments. That is a super fun way to describe it. Just, just playing. Because I don't mm -hmm. think as adults, I think as adults, we kind of get we get too serious and we forget yeah. to play but but really you know even with leather craft now granted the materials involved in leather craft are a little too ridiculously even with casey's stellar deals they are a little bit too ridiculous to do a whole bunch of playing but i love that idea of of just not worrying about it and just seeing what comes out of it and like i said obviously it's worked out well for you yeah yeah it's been a lot of fun and i'm just um i think one of the things that has been made it successful for me is um i try to to teach in a way that makes it make sense that makes it easy to learn instead of and i try not to leave things out i try to be really clear and really precise about what i'm doing so people understand because i'm one of those people where if somebody, if I'm watching somebody wanting to learn how to do something and they, I can't see, I'm like, they go off camera and I can't see their hands. I'm like, I, what'd you do? Wait, wait, I, I don't know what you're doing right Come there. Back. I need to see you. <laughs> yeah. So I try to really be mindful um, and I try to slow down and make sure I'm clear. So I, that's, that's been one of the things that's made it successful, I think for me and, and teaching. So. Well, and I liked in your videos, one of the ones that I watched, you kind of said, oh, well, you see that I did this here, but I later realized that yeah. that was a bad idea and I had to come back. Everybody so makes I really, mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And I think that people yeah. really, really appreciate uh, a maker's ability to call out. Uh, yeah, don't do not do that part. That was not a good idea. Or show it. it. Just show it. Just don't show it. it yeah. Out. Yeah. Yes. Because a, <clears throat> a lot of times that stuff does get edited out. But like you said, we all make mistakes and, and sometimes to be able to see the mistakes helps too, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Well, because if, I feel like if you're too perfect, then that person that's following you that may not be brave yet, that may be like intimidated, they're not going to be brave because they feel like there's no way that person never makes any mistakes. There's just no way I can ever be that good. And that's not true. We all start at the beginning and we all you know i mean we all suck at one point just saying yeah, really, yeah. you know um there i learned it somebody said something to me um in my my maker my craft journey a long while back and it's really stuck with me and, and it says um they said never compare your beginning to someone else's middle because you don't know what that person's journey has been on and all the things that they had to go through to get to where they're at. So anyway, I thought that was I, really good. And it, I like stuck. that. Well, yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity to brag on Sarah. So, <laughs> so I know which I've about to say, take this opportunity. I think I've been doing it the whole time, but <laughs> I tell you what, one of the things I really enjoyed about your YouTube channel was the testimonials from from people who have yeah. been involved with Tenderfoot Village. And the commonality amongst a lot of them was that the gnomes were great, but they were here for Sarah. And, and yeah. I absolutely love that because we've talked a number of times on this show about, you know, as makers, like you said, everybody makes gnomes. Everybody makes leather mm -hmm. goods. Everybody mm -hmm. paints. Everybody takes photographs. And and you really have to figure out and not be afraid to sell yourself. And right. and I think you've done a wonderful job. Based on your testimonials, um, you seem to have a really enthusiastic and, uh, and heartfelt following. <laughs> I do have a really amazing following and, and it's good for my heart because like I said, I, I'm not the most confident person. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I doubt myself 
you know, all the time. Um, but I know what I love and I know, I know it's so funny. I don't like to say, well, I'm good at it. I just know how to do it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. Know I, but it's so cool to hear how I've, I've helped somebody or I've touched their life or they really care about me. So that's very rewarding. Very, very. Yeah. Those testimonials, testimonials were a lot of fun. I mean, and that's something that, gosh, I wish all of us as makers could have, you know, that's just to have people so enthusiastic about you and what you do that they want to support you. That's, I mean, that's what we're all shooting for. So that's, that's a lot of fun. And I'm, like I said, I'm just, I could dote all day. I'm just smitten. They're the cutest things I've Aww. ever seen. <laughs> They're Thank so you cute. So much. Like, Thank do you. I have your permission to try to make one out of like, le- because, okay, so yes. you, for the beards and stuff, you do mm-hmm. uh, like the faux fur. Where do you get the faux fur? So the faux fur, you can, you can get it at Walmart. If your Walmart has a sewing center, like the okay. sewing section, Some, sometimes they carry that. But that fur is going to be a little bit shorter, which will be fine. But I like the little bit longer looking beard. So Joann's has really great faux fur and um, Hobby Lobby. Um, and I tend to lean towards the long gray faux fur. That, that and the white is my favorite just because it's a little longer on that. It's called long pile. Long pile faux fur for the beards, mm-hmm. yep, for the beards. and you even yep. and you even did the the stick gal that I watched. Oh, I'm sorry. What did what do you call her? Which the stick gal? The you mean the messy hair girl? Messy hair girl. So that one <laughs> that one totally blew my mind because I'm watching you do it with the fur. And I'm like, what is she doing? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you literally have like a little person wig that you have just made. <laughs> a little cap. Are you yeah. Like what? Oh, yes. it's a whole, it's a whole wig. But see, like I said, I'm yes. thinking of like, because I have like some shaggier rabbit furs, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. of making like a little woodland, like theme. Oh, yes, please do. I, I think it, I'm going to have to find some time, but I think, I think I might have enough materials lying around and a hot glue gun that I could do like my own leather version of uh, what do you, your little gnome. So I may have to that do it. Be, I'm gonna... You'll have to share that with me if you do. I'd love to see it. I will. I will. Like you said, I, and I think, cause I've never, I've never really encountered gnomes. So maybe I'm so fond of them because it's like an unexpected it's an unexpected little treasure. So, uh, so yeah, there's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so you said when I talked to you that you didn't want to just be the gnome lady. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what else, I know you've got some of the, the soft sculpting, but kind of what other, what other avenues are you into and what other things do you want to do, uh, upcoming? So that's a very good question. So I'm into everything because like I told you, I'm ADD, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. Um, yeah. So uh, what you got? You got something lined up? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. But um, I, I, I love to draw and paint. And it's funny that you asked me that because I, I went out of town t- to be with my family this weekend in the Ozarks. And I was just kind of like not intentionally meditating, just kind of sitting thinking about where I'm at. I I had the, it was like my first opportunity away from my business for one. So it was, it was cool to not be able to get online and, and do all the things. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I have never been able to call myself an artist. I've never been able to like, and I can draw and I can paint. I can. Um, I, I, I actually have an Instagram that was all about my drawings and paintings for a while when I went down that rabbit trail, but, um, (laughs) I just, I just never, I, I, it never felt, I never connected with it. I don't know how to explain it. I never felt like I could own it. I was not allowed. I didn't, I couldn't allow myself to call myself an artist. It just sounded like it just didn't fit anyway. So I was as I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, I just, I can, I've never been able to say I'm an artist. But I was like, but um, calling myself a maker or a crafter is so easy to me. I don't know. I, it just, it's just weird. I just, cause I love all the making things, you know? I think a lot um, of us suffer. So, and we've talked about it before, some imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all kind of go through that. Shoot. I, 
I go through that on a pretty regular basis still, but yeah. Right. Um, but so as far as like my next thing, um, you know, I, leather sounds real cool. <laughs> I was listening yeah. to some of the podcasts and I'm like, oh, I need to tell my husband about this because he's <laughs> looking for a hobby. So uh, don't be surprised if we're doing a podcast with him <laughs> in a year or something. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> he's picked it up. No, I don't, I don't know. But um, I'm, I love gardening. That's actually probably my next venture is um, I've got to put. Uh, a garden uh, out in our house. We just bought this house last summer or the end of last summer. And I really want uh, a, a raised garden. I love canning. I mean, I, I'd love to can. I say I love canning. We talked about this just a little bit, but I really want to can. Um, I told my I mom my yesterday that I volunteered her to teach somebody how to can. And she was yes. like, she was like, who? I was like, a lady that's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be great. Yeah, let me show you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys yeah, trade. Exactly. Well, and that's, yeah. what, that's what I told her. I said, we'll have to trade canning lessons for gnome lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and she would love to. Yeah. That'd be a blast. I'd love it. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm always, I don't really have a whole lot of extra time, to be honest with you. Um, so thinking about a next, like, really seriously thinking about a next craft is it's not possible because my membership is my focus right now. And it's, right. it's my, my business become my business, you know, it from, started as a hobby and turned into this amazing business. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, I love it. I, I just, I, I like to put everything into it. So. Now is that it is so much fun? Is it your full-time gig or do you actually have a day job? It's my, it is my full-time gig. And you know what? Awesome. I don't even sell, I don't even sell my gnomes most of the time. Like every once in a while I'll sell a gnome, but mm -hmm. I just, I just don't have time. I don't have time to list them or ship them or <laughs> any, and then like doing the kits when I offer the kits, they sell so fast. Like, I think the last one I did, I did actually the, the one before this last one, I did 80, 85 kits. And they sold How out. How long did it take you to me. put that together? Um, they take me about a weekend um, just to kind of, and then I have my husband help me and sometimes I can recruit a friend or two. But, um, <laughs> it takes me, it takes me about a weekend. And then I, I like to just ship them all out together. Um, I try to be really meticulously organized with that. That's one thing that I really want to, to present well. And it does because every time when they get their kits and I have the little extras in there that they don't expect, <clears throat> and so like a piece of candy or, you know, I'll put some stickers and just some little purse, like things to make it cute, you know, mm -hmm. and they love it. But, um, I did, uh, 80, 85 kits and those sold out in like, I think four hours or eight oh hours. Gosh. It was very, very quickly. <laughs> and so I have, it's, it's not that I can't, it's not that I can't sell them. It's, I can't keep up with the demand of selling them. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's trying to figure out how do I offer these more often because I does it almost feel my... like you didn't even do it when it sells out that fast? Just like poof, it's gone. Uh, well, no, because then you no. still have to ship them all. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Then you have to, yeah, you have to finish. Then the work them. begins. I, yeah, I list the kits when I have when I have the supplies. I know that I can get at least this many supplies, so I'll go. Okay, I can. I'm listing the kits. And then this last time, that one, I, I, at 85, I was like, okay, that's it. I cannot, I'm scared to get over that. I can't, I don't know if I can source everything. Cause I source everything locally right now. I'm not like going to manufacturers or, you know, big right. companies to find my, my pieces. So I'm driving to like $16 trees <laughs> sometimes, you know, <laughs> finding new ones in places I never knew. <laughs> so, but. But yeah, that's, that's been really, really cool. Um, I just wish I could, I could meet that demand more and offer those kits on a consist consistent basis. Like right now they want the needle felting kit and I sold, I sold 10 or 15 of those. I just tested it out because I wasn't even sure how well it would go over because it's, it's just pieces. It's not even making something, but they sold out like in 10 minutes in my <clears throat> membership. I couldn't even offer them to the class that I had had because my members bought them all up right, right off the bat. Oh, I was like, well, great. <laughs> now I got to figure out how to come up with more. I need more needles. <laughs> so, 
Now, what all comes with a kit, if you don't mind sharing? Like, um, the, the, it depends on the the creation, the the character, or what its purpose is. Like, mm. so the one that I was talking about that I did 80, 85 kits, that was a Christmas tree gnome. So that came with the felt pieces to make the tree parts. It came with the faux fur. It came with a no, you know, a wood ball for the nose and hands the parts to put the body together and then you get access to the class or you if you're in them if I just can offer it to the membership club then they, they're already in there they're going to get the class but I did I actually did that one where people the public could buy that one as well um, and then this last kit was just the supplies as called I called it a beginner needle sculpting kit and so it came with two needles of different sizes some thread a little bobbin of thread um, some blushing brushes, a little palette of makeup and to, to blush the little character, and then two pieces of material because the material is the thing because people are always like, well, I don't understand what you're using or I can't find that. And I think that when people get their hands on it and they can see it, they're like, oh, I know what mm -hmm. this is. I can go to the store and find it now. So but those went that I sold those kits for $20 a piece and they pay the shipping. So they went really well. I was surprised. That Heck is yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, I like it. This is the funnest <laughs> story. Just to have such an unexpected, you know, to just have it snowball the way yeah. that it did for you. No. Uh, it's just so fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And and 85 kits for, for gnomes. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a hoot. Well, people, I think COVID helped a lot. I mean, I was doing, I was successful before COVID, but COVID, I feel like really helped, like put it in front of more people because more people were home. And then now, everybody was lonely and needed a hobby. Yes. And now <laughs> that it's, it's about the community. So they're, they've developed relationships with, with each other inside of there. And so they show up not just to, for the thing that they're making, but to be around each other and, and supporting each other. So do you have, is your membership, uh, is it international? Is it global? What's the, what's the demographic kind of, of, of the span of your it, membership? It is worldwide girl. I've got people really? from South Africa. Yes. South Africa, <laughs> UK, Canada. Um, I, the, the thing, the only downside is I can't offer kits to people all the way across the world right now because uh, it's really, really expensive, but that would be Shipping's my dream. nuts. Yeah. It's insane. Insane. But they, still, I sold something I sold... to Hawaii and it wasn't even that heavy and it was going to, they were like, it's going to be like $70. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. Ooh really? Yeah. 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 I'm like, well, never mind. It's, it's so, and it takes it's so a bummer. long. Like I've shipped to Canada yeah, I, a couple of times and it's like, uh, so at, at Christmas time we do a, a swap where they can swap with each other and stuff like that. And for me, I had I, one of my members, she was in Canada and I wanted to go ahead and just take on that responsibility and not, have anybody else have to worry with it. So I did. And I, I shipped to her and she didn't even get it until well after Christmas. It was like into the Aww. new year when she, yeah, but that's okay. She still, she still loved it. And she knew that it was going to be like that. I just hated it. Cause I was like, man, that is a long time. Oh yeah. Long process. Yeah. <clears throat> you wouldn't think that Canada would be near as big an issue, but oh! I know people in the leather craft industry that have run into that, um, trying to buy templates and different materials within, within leather craft and have had, um, you know, there was somebody that posted on one of the pages that wanted a template, uh, but the shipping was going to be like double the price of the template. Mm. Wow, and yeah. yeah i mean and like i but, said you wouldn't think canada would be that big of an they'll issue they'll pay for it apparently though. it is yeah and canada yeah. knows that i'm telling you the, the canadians know they're like you know what? i don't care i'll pay for it i'm just like I'll pay i hate that for you yeah I hate that. and i'm sure south africa would be even more absurd um oh, yeah. i shipped a gnome i shipped a gnome to south africa um and it was it cost me 24 dollars. but my gnomes are very lightweight and i do that on purpose so yeah. that they can ship 
really easily. And I also started out, when I started making gnomes, they started out really tall when I started making the standing ones. And they shrunk mm -hmm. real quick when I figured out the size of the boxes for shipping. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yes. let me adjust that. <laughs> well, that's another neat, neat, I think that's a neat aha moment there too, is it to actually yeah. modify your creations to, to yeah. uh, you know, cater to to the world that we live in and that shipping is just nuts. Yeah. Huh. I just want to make sure that I can reach people and be affordable, you know? Absolutely. So you, you have a very clear um, motto and a very clear, uh, what's a mission statement? Yeah. Yeah. I think you've done a wonderful job of, of branding and tenderfoot village is just the cutest name for all of your Thank little you. creations. Thank so you. So do you do you do any or do you plan to do any um like in person classes? I know pandemic that that I was do. like a total no no, but <clears throat> I do do in person classes. Um I don't do them a whole whole lot. I actually I'm I'm I did one at the end of last year for TSHA TSHA here in Tulsa, which is the um, Tulsa site, I think, I can't remember what it stands for, Tulsa Sight and Hearing Association or something like that. Um, it's yeah. for the deaf community. So I did a Christmas craft with them. We made Christmas tree gnomes. And then here in May, I'm doing one, uh, uh, an event for, it's called Jerry's House. And um, that is for the deaf blind community. And we will be doing a butterfly gnome for that class. So do you know sign language and teach in sign language or do you have an interpreter? I do know sign language. I do not tend to teach. I did on the December event, I did teach uh, in sign language, so I didn't need an interpreter. But I do, an interpreter is definitely a plus and, and a benefit for me or for anybody. That way I can not have to be signing. I can kind of move through the process while they're interpreting kind of what I'm doing. Well, it's true. You kind of need your hands, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and like for this event in May, um, because it's for the deaf blind, I've never, um, I've never, like taught or kind of, I've not really been around the deaf, the deaf blind community. I've met a couple of people, so I don't know what to expect. And I would rather have an interpreter just for that confidence that things are going to go smoothly and and I'll be able to interact the, in, to the best of my ability. You know. You bet. Yeah. So, Dustin, did you have any other questions? Well, you are you got all the hard hitting questions. I got the the easy <laughs> uh, to go. Uh, I was just curious, like roughly, how big are like what's the smallest and what's the biggest or average little gnomes you make? Uh, that I make. Mm -hmm. Um, this, the smallest is probably I'm looking at it right now. It's a little B. It's probably about six inches um, and the biggest one I've made I think is probably 23 24 inches but wow. I have a really yeah I have a really good friend that she makes micro gnomes and hers are <laughs> about two two inches tall and they're gorgeous micro -gnomes. they're so oh cool they are the coolest thing ever that is too fun. You'll die. You will die. I, I'm just dying at the phrase micro gnome. I mean, this yeah. is just so fun. She's got the micro. I got the mini and the medium. And then 23 foot oh, tall one. You know what? Or 23 I'm inch. No, not, I, and I'm wrong. I, I, I lied. It's actually uh, the biggest I've made is a three foot porch gnome. I forgot we did a spring and a, and a witch at Halloween. Oh, cool. Cool. So, they don't make, I know for, don't make coolers that big. What did you use for the arms nope. and legs on that one? Uh, that's pool noodles. Pool noodles. There you go. Yeah. Pool noodles and uh, like the toy balls at the Dollar Tree or, you know, you wrap the hand or whatever. Uh -huh. um, hmm. And then just it, you, the base, the base of that big uh, gnome is a uh, tomato cage, a wire tomato <laughs> cage wrapped. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wrapped with a tablecloth or whatever you wanna whatever you wanna wrap it with. Oh how you, cool. Oh, it's the little the little witch from last year. Yeah. Or yeah. This is twenty twenty. 
That is really cool. I, I had to look it up to see it to kind of. Yeah, she's really, really cool. Really cool. Her hair, her hair is made out of a mop. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. See, that makes it even more fun when you find out what they're all made out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yep. porch witch. Oh, I see her now with the mop hair. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the one that was that was really tall. That's the three foot. So her hat is actually a kid's dress up witch hat that I got. Yeah. From the tree. Yeah. And then it's and then it's like confetti looking stuff over a over a um a tomato cage. How cool. Yeah. That's garland. That's that uh, garland. garland. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I knew it looked familiar. Kind of like tinsel and garland. This, yeah, and the inside of her that you can't see the uh, inner layer underneath that um, is a trash bag, uh, so that she's you know, not hollow or whatever. And right. then the spring one, the spring one is actually one of those vinyl tablecloths so that they can be outside and that the material doesn't, you know, uh, get nasty or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, how yeah. fun. Cool. Yeah. So do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any plans to maybe eventually do take custom orders for them or are you just... Oh, good question. Them- I actually was... I actually was thinking about that question before we got on the call. I was wondering if y'all were going to ask me. So I don't, I don't do custom orders. I even wrote it down. Do not do custom orders. (laughs) Um, So, and I'll tell you why. Um, It goes back to my lack of confidence. And when I do a completed gnome and it's done and finished and they want to buy it, it's a completely different thing than when I'm making one to their specifications and they're like, oh, I hate, I actually have a friend who's gone through this a couple of times herself and like, no, I hate the shoes. And that's not what I was wanting it to look like. I wanted to look more like that one. And for me, that is so stressful because I am, I'm such a, I, I want to make people happy and pleased mm. that it, it would, it just would, it would tear me up too much. And so um, rather than be really stressed out and high strung and taking it out of my family, it's better that I don't take custom orders. Oh, We've yeah. all been through that pain. though. I mean, customs can be really, t- and that's it. I've actually man. told Dustin this, and I think we may have even talked about it last week because Dustin took a massive hiatus from taking custom orders because mm-hmm. uh, he, because he didn't want the stress anymore. But that's what I was saying last week is that when I do customs, like I spell it out. Like I am talking to somebody that has no idea what I'm talking about because I do not want to miss something. I do not want, like you said, to disappoint someone. Because the thing is, is, I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially with things in the mail you get excited about it coming and if it shows up and it's not quite what you Mm -hmm. wanted it can be really disappointing and and you know sometimes you'll get somebody who's just a real cranky puss and decides to be nasty about it so we just don't want that yeah well and I um I to be honest with you I just don't have the time like I bet you don't yeah trying to squeeze that in because all my my days like right now I'm working on a gnome that's going to be a class and so and I have to always be thinking okay how can I make sure that this is high quality but simple in its its explanation or you know how, how it comes out so that they can feel the most successful so that's kind of where my brain is all the time right now is on my my teaching. So, <laughs> I just yeah, I, I just came across. I just came across your Grinch gnome from December of 2020 <laughs> yeah. with the little yeah. dog and everything. Oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> too funny. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. That, that so that Grinch actually I don't know if it's that one. I, there may be another one. So I could I bought a little piece of that green faux fur. And then when I went to teach my class, I didn't have any more, not enough to make the full gnome. So I found this pillow at Walmart <laughs> and it was like icy blue green. It was the, the craziest color, but it made the coolest gnome. And one of my members bought it immediately after the class was over. She's like, I have to have that gnome. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> but funny. yeah, it was made out of a pillow from Walmart. My my favorite that I've seen is the uh, the hippie gnomes. Yes, the oh, hippies. Yeah, with the bald heads. Yeah, yes. yeah, those are the coolest. 
Those so are that super was a cool. new, that's a really cool one because that was a new technique for, so there's two different kinds. There's ones that are real chubby with the guitars that kind of look like, they kind of remind me of the guy from Grateful Dead a little bit, mm. um, which I don't think they're, they're not on the website. They're on the Facebook, but um, the, the hippie gnomes that you're talking about, we actually came, I came up with a new way to do the arms. So the arms are fully movable. They swing around all the way. They can pose them however they want. Um, oh, and the little cool. guitars that they're, yeah, the little guitars that they're holding are kids' toy guitars from Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just such a fun, like I said, I think the, the word for me, it's just delightful. It's just such a delightful oh. craft. Thank you. Oh, well, let me tell you this, too. The the glasses that those uh, hippie ones are wearing, those are pet gla pet glasses. So, like, cats are they really? glasses that you can order. Yeah. That you can order on Amazon. <laughs> Wait, you can get glasses for your pets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. You can get anything for your pets, Dustin. Shoes. Uh, yeah. True. Oh, true. yeah. Anything. <laughs> so is mm -hmm. there anything that we haven't asked? As we near the end of our time here, is there anything that we haven't asked you about that you want to tell us about? Um. No, but I will say, uh, if you ever have any scrap leather that you don't know what to do with, you can just send it my way because I could use it for bags, making the little, not, not bags y'all size, but like gnome size, you know. Girl, that is a Maybe dangerous proposition. <laughs> you have no, you have, you have no idea how much scrap really leather you are talking to right now. <laughs> I think, okay. Dustin, you cleaned some of yours out, didn't you? Uh. I did a few months ago, and then now both my boxes are full again, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because with us, and Dustin, I don't know how you do yours, but with mine, if it's anything smaller, I don't know, smaller than, like, the size of a wallet, it's basically scrap. So. Oh, yeah. See, that'd be good. Yeah. So, you, so you, we have a lot. <clears throat> I, I see, I could make gnome boots. Smaller keychain. <laughs> You do anything smaller wow. than a keychain? No, I try not to keep anything smaller than a key, key fob. Yeah, yeah, I try, but that doesn't mean that I don't have, like, a lot of everything. Right. right. <laughs> I feel you. I'm there, I'm there on felt and, felt and fabric scrap. <laughs> oh, it's, it's terrible, because you just, especially because there is kind of that... Like you said, trying to make things as affordable as possible to continue Absolutely. to fund to fund what we do you know everything has merit and I have even kept like thin strips of stuff and I've looked at it and I'm mm -hmm. like come on and Charlie has started to pull the vegetable tan out of my scrap he's figured out that it's good for teething and has started to steal oh. some of my scraps so that's helped <laughs> but but we we can hook you up with all of the scrap you could yes. possibly need oh yeah definitely that'd be fun yeah, yeah awesome. maybe you can show me how to make a little wallet or something that's gnome size so Sarah, we are going to have so much fun canning yes. and making making gnome boots. <laughs> let's and do it. Let's do it. Heck yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah. tonight. We really appreciate hearing about Tenderfoot Village. And oh, yeah. uh, you've just, you've been a very good time. So thank you. Can I tell them where they could find me? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So they can find, if they are curious, they can find my website is tenderfootvillage.net. And then uh, Facebook, they can find me at Tenderfoot Village. So it's Tenderfoot is one word, and then village is obviously a separate word. Um, and the same thing for my YouTube. So pretty easy, I think, to, to find. And that'll get them kind of started in the right direction if they're curious. So. Fantastic. And yeah. your your kits and things are on, are those on your website? <clears throat> My kits and things, are, that's, the kits are only whenever they become available, but I usually right. post in the groups first. Um, okay. So they, yeah, but then I, I, I am, I used to list them on Etsy, but Etsy's gotten so expensive now mm -hmm. that I'm actually shifting to a different website platform that isn't going to take, take from me every, everywhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Felt that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So since they go so fast, people should probably get into one of your groups to see when you're going to post. Absolutely. Yeah. The, so I, my big free group is called Tenderfoot Village Gnomes and Whimsical Crafts. And they can do, if they type in Tenderfoot Village, it's going to come up. 
um, but they want to join that that big group and uh, that's where I try to post all my updates on anything that's coming up classes new classes uh, kits and and then giveaways or if I have a gnome that I uh, will be selling which this next guy is going to be posted very soon on on there so that's really cool thank you so uh, do you have any Anything else you want to plug real quick? No, that's it. All right. So, thank you for coming. It was a great thank show. I y'all rain with it, and I'm. It was awesome. So, we call a detective who just solves cases accidentally. Oh, I don't know. Give up, Melissa. We call. It. I think Melissa dropped. Oh. Right. You call you call it sheer luck Holmes. Oh my god. <laughs> it was horrible and mm -hmm. Melissa just messaged me said yeah, it dropped for her. So I'll close it out. Thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Um, thank you. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for listening and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Said it once, say it again How many times I've told you I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma